Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hey there, and welcome to your Yogi Scope for September. So we are going to get into all of the astrological happenings for September. I'll go ahead and tell you the dates of, of what's happening just in list format, and then we'll go into a little bit into what happened like, you know, the energies of each and what they might mean. And then as always, towards the end, we'll get into, um, for these monthly outlooks, I like to tell you the overall energy of the whole month, um, after telling you everything that's happening astrologically and then what it's a good month for a couple things. It's a good month for a couple things. It's a bad month for, and then always in these episodes, we end with yoga practices for the astrological weather. That's what a yogi scope is. It's your yoga horoscope. Um, and then journal prompts to also work with. So, you know, because self-study, right? Journal prompts, that's that's another yoga practice. I think it counts as a yoga practice, but I just like to share some because I know sometimes I get in a rut with journaling and I can mind dump about the same shit all the time or I can have prompts. So... Anyway, so that's what that's for. So at the end of the episode, um, yoga practices and journal prompts, and we'll just go along with what's happening this month. So FYI, first housekeeping note, I have been working behind the scenes to do a lot of stuff to upgrade the membership, and it's gotten a lot better already over the past couple months. I've added some things on, like there didn't used to be a weekly live yoga practice and that practice goes to work. So like the things I mentioned on this podcast, I used to just say the things and I would do a bonus podcast episode. Um, so towards the end of the month, when, whenever I get it done, but it will definitely be by the end of the month, um, there's going to be tiers instead of just one membership price because I realize some people may only want the bo- bonus podcast episodes and you don't want all this other shit like um, a yoga class per week and um, you also get like, the new moon circles and, uh, you get like a group text with me and anyway, so there's all this other stuff included in the membership. And because I've added a lot on since I launched the membership close to a year ago now, um, the price is going to go up because I've added things on, but here's the caveat. If you're already a member or if you join before I introduce the tiers, you will get access to everything that is in the membership currently and everything that I add on in the future. If you join now while there's not tiers, that locks you in as pretty much like a founder, even though it's been around for a little bit. But so it's going to happen. Like, I don't know, y'all, I'm not this kind of person that I'm like, it's going to be on this date. I can't tell you that. It's going to happen when I'm done and it'll be before the end of the month. So, so go ahead and join the membership if you've been thinking about it to get locked into that price for life because the price for that level is going to go up a few dollars per month. 
Um, not a lot, like three or four dollars per month. So, you know, it's just like no rush. You know, if you're still thinking about it or you're new around here, you can, it's not going up, it's not going to like double in price or anything crazy. It's just going up a few dollars a month. Um, but then there will also be the option to only get the bonus podcast episodes for cheaper than the current price, but then you won't get access to any of the events or classes. Um, but then also just to remind y'all every Monday, um, at 6am Eastern time. So if you're in another time zone, sorry, it's probably not a a good time if you're like anywhere else in the U.S. Um, but at 6 a.m. Eastern time, or maybe you're like somewhere else later, you know, it's later. I don't know. But 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, whatever that is in your time zone, every Monday we have a 30-minute live on Zoom guided gentle, gentle movement. We're usually seated most of the time. Sometimes we'll be like tabletop hands and knees type stuff, but almost never standing poses. Um, so gentle movement for like 10, 15 minutes and then guided meditation for another 10 or 15 minutes every Monday. It's only 30 minutes. It's live on zoom. It's free for anybody to join. So I would love to see y'all there. You can go to yogiscopes.com slash moon day to sign up. So I think that's all the housekeeping stuff for now. Um, just remember that if you are in the membership, you get free access to the new moon circles. We just had one and the recording's already up. If you're a member, it's already live in your membership portal. Um, but by next month, I think I'm going to have, that's another thing, like by the new moon at the end of this month, which I'll tell you when it is in just a moment, um, I will have the drop-in option will be back open. Um, I'm really close. The only reason I even announced this is because I'm really close to having it done. So that's why I'm like, I don't know when it'll be done because if y'all don't know, if you're new around here, I have two very small children. I have a five month old and a almost three-year-old and my schedule is sometimes not what I think it's going to be. So I work with what I got and so I'm not as regimented as I used to be, but so that actually September is a good time to get back into that being regimented and we're going to talk about it. So first of all, just so you know, here, I'm going to list out the things that are happening that I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to tell you the date and what it is, and then we're going to get into more of what that means overall. So just bear with me if it gets jargony for you for a second. If you're like, what does any of this mean? Uh, that's what I'm about to tell you, but I know some folks like to write down the dates or whatever. Um, so this is for you if you do. So the first major thing happening this month, um, is that Mercury will go retrograde in Virgo. So it's worth noting that I'm recording this, it's August 29th. And so technically we're not into September yet. And so Probably the first thing I should point out is that Venus is still in Cancer right now, and I've talked about that at length um, on the August Outlook and then on the couple episodes ago, what's going on with relationships right now. On Wednesday, August 31st, Venus will move into Leo, and it will spend the first like three weeks of September in Leo, so just keep that in your mind, but it's not technically happening in September, but it is happening after I'm recording this, so if you listen right when it goes live, first thing. August 31st, it's a Wednesday, Venus moves into Leo. Then the next major thing happening is next Friday, September 9th, um, Mercury will go retrograde in Virgo. So technically, we're kind of moving into the shadow period of that this week. You might start to feel the effects. I don't think it's a huge deal. We'll get there. Um, and then the very day after that, Saturday, September 10th, we have a full moon in Aquarius. And then the very next day after that, we have Neptune going retrograde 
or sorry, Neptune's, Neptune's been retrograde, but it's moving back into Aquarius. It's retrograding into Aquarius. And FYI, it will go direct sometime later this year and it doesn't move back into Pisces. So it doesn't move out of Aquarius until next February 18th of 2023. So it'll be in Aquarius for a hot minute. Um, we'll talk more about that too, of course. Um, and then Friday, September 16th, the sun is entering Virgo. So we've also talked about that. Like, what does it mean to be Leo season or Virgo season? You can go back and listen to that episode. It was like three episodes ago now when the sun moved into Leo. I covered some more details, nuances about the differences between Western astrology and Vedic astrology and what's Virgo season, what's Leo season. Um, and then on Friday, September 23rd, we have K2 changing nakshatras into Swati. Oh, and also FYI, I just wrote a new blog post about nakshatras. So if you're curious to learn more about nakshatras, maybe I'll link it in the show notes. Um, because somebody just asked me the other day about how to kind of harness the moon cycles a little bit more and nakshatras was the answer. So I wrote a blog post about it. Um, so I'll link it if you're curious. So, um, and also I will do a special episode about K2 moving into Swati because that's a big deal when Rahu and K2 change nakshatras. We'll talk about it more later. And then Saturday, September 25th, Venus is entering Virgo. So like I said, it's just moving into Leo on Wednesday of this week. Um, technically the very last day, like, so very last day of August, Venus will enter Leo. It will stay there until September 24th, which is a Saturday, very near the end of the month. And then the very next day after that, there's a new moon in Virgo. So that's interesting to me that the moon will be with Venus at that new moon. We will also talk way more at length about that when we get there. But um, so the overall energies of this month, I think, are very much back to school vibes. And I always kind of point that out, like... As we get into September, it's not just all the planets moving into Virgo that brings these back-to-school vibes. It's also here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're moving into Vata season, which is in Ayurveda. I did an episode about it last year, this time last year, um, Ayurveda for Vata season. I will try to also link that in the show notes if I can remember. Um, so Vata season... In Ayurveda, Vata is a dosha, which is one of the three Ayurvedic um, sort of qualities, ways to conceptualize all matter fits into one of three doshas. And that might sound like an oversimplification if you're new to Ayurveda, but it's kind of perfect the more you learn about it. Um, but so Vata is characterized by the air and ether elements. So it has this very like mobile, windy, you know, if you think about how fall, it brings like a coolness and windy as the leaves are blowing around here in autumn in the Northern Hemisphere. As that starts to creep in, I have already noticed uh, leaves on the ground at my house, leaves starting to turn yellow, some plants already reaching the end of their blooming cycle, right? Like it's, it's starting to creep in. And well, where I live is in the mountains, so we're starting to have uh, some, some nip in the air in the mornings and stuff. You may not where you live, I don't know, or may, may have a little bit more where you live, but just start to notice if Vata season is creeping in for you. And so it's not just all these planets moving into Virgo, which Virgo is a very like organized, uh, it's ruled by Mercury, 
So it's not just planets moving into Virgo contributing to the back to school vibes. It's also Vata season, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. I can't speak to the Southern Hemisphere because I've never lived there. So most of the stuff I'm speaking from just observations over many years of paying attention to natural cycles and rhythms. And that's how I arrive at this. Um, so anyway, um, so, so that back to school vibes is one of the major energies of this month. And then also having Mercury going retrograde in Virgo, this feels like a good place to talk about that specifically. Um, so like I mentioned, Virgo's ruled by Mercury. So I think it's going to be fine. In fact, Mercury is what's called in Vedic astrology, Moultracone in Virgo, meaning that's its strongest placement for Mercury. So Mercury is doing very well here and retrogrades are really nothing to be scared of. In my opinion, retrogrades bring this time to like pause and reflect a time to, uh, anything with R E words around whatever, you know, planet and sign is going retrograde. So reorganize, rethink, reimagine, reinforce. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be like, um, getting rid of bad stuff. Sometimes we could be reinforcing good stuff. It's kind of like going back over. So if you think about why that is, it's because when a planet goes retrograde, what's happening astronomically is, um, from our perspective, it looks like it's moving backwards. So it's retracing ground that it already moved or sky, I should say, retracing a portion of the sky. Um, that it already moved over from our perspective and then planets that go retrograde eventually go direct. So then they have to retrace that ground again or sky, I should say. So, um, so it's like they move and then they go back over the same part and then they go back over it again. So it's like a second chance, if you will, to either, if you did it right, do it right again, right? you know, or if you feel like you did something wrong there or could have done it better, uh, it's your second chance to do better. So, um, just quick, what does Mercury retrograde in Virgo? So by the way, it will also, it'll be retrograding in Virgo throughout the rest of the month. It's October 2nd that it goes direct in Virgo, and then it will spend the rest of October until the 26th before it enters Libra. So that's like a super long time for Mercury to be anywhere. Um, sometimes like, so earlier this summer, I think Mercury was only in cancer for like two weeks or something. Like it was insanely fast. I just remember on the July outlook, I was like, Mercury's moving three times this month. Um, yeah. So in July it moved, it's, it entered Gemini on July 1st, and then it entered Cancer on July 16th, and then it entered Leo on July 31st. So in July, Mercury was in three different signs. So um, so that gives you an idea of how Mercury kind of moves. It is a big deal for it to be somewhere for so long, and it's a good thing, I think, because it does really well in Virgo. So Another note about Mercury is whatever it does, Mercury, so because it moves so fast, it's the quickest moving planet that we study in astrology aside from the moon. Um, so the moon changes signs every two and a half days. It changes nakshatras about once a day. That's So that's also, there's more info about that in the nakshatra article that I just wrote um, that I will definitely link in the show notes. But um, 
So Mercury, because of its fast-moving quality, so this is a lot of the archetypes of planets come from their astronomical qualities. So it's really fast-moving, which gives it this astrological archetype of like childlike because kids are always just fast moving, you know, witty, um, but also to some degree, like, I don't know if cunning is the right word, but, um, yeah. So it's like ruled by the air element because it's so fast moving. I think it's just my opinion, my take on why I think it's ruled by the air element or at least how I think about it. So here's a fun astronomical fact about Mercury because I also, this is just how I think about astrology, y'all. Like I, the, the mythology from, you know, ancient India along with the, um, astronomy that we can learn, you know, nowadays is, um, that's how we think, that's how the astrological archetypes are arrived at and that's how we use this system to apply to our life and think about, um, how, how that archetype showing up or not in our life. Um, so here's a fun astronomical fact about Mercury. One day on Mercury. So think about, if you think about what's a day versus a year in astronomy. So a day on earth is like the earth's turns and over 24 hours, uh, one side of this, like, you know, the, the earth will completely turn around and that's one day for us. So one earth day is 24 hours in our, you know, conceptualization of time, right? Um, and then a year, it takes us 365 earth days to rotate around the sun. So just to remind you the difference astronomically between a day and a year. So then if you take that concept and apply it to Mercury, but we're using earth days as the frame of reference. So it takes the amount of time it takes Mercury to do one entire rotation as in a day-night cycle is 176 Earth days. So that's almost an entire year. Like 180 days is half a year, right? So six months, it takes six Earth months is one Mercury day. But Mercury makes a complete orbit around the sun, which is what we call a year in just 88 Earth days. So approximately one day on Mercury is also two years on Mercury. So um, why did I bring that up? Because I was saying Mercury uh, has to do with like, it has this like childlike element to it. And one thing, like I mentioned earlier, my kids are super small. And so what everybody always says about this time of life when you have small kids is like super true. Um, the days are long, but the years are short, right? God, is that not true? And that's Mercury, okay? Like, so um, if you can think about that childlike element, and that's like a major, major theme of this month. Long days, but it will go by in the blink of an eye if you're not careful. Um, so even if you don't have kids, I think that um, sort of archetype could be showing up. So just keep an eye out for that. And then, so also while Mercury is retrograding through Virgo, I think it's going to be a good time while Mercury's in Virgo, Virgo, wherever it goes, it enhances the qualities of whatever else is going on there. And Mercury does really well in Virgo. And then we have, um, the sun and Venus will be joining Mercury there later in the month. Um, yeah. So I just think, I think it's going to be good. I think, you know, um, 
as long as you harness that back to school vibes energy, like, I don't know, this morning I was looking at Facebook because I do that. And, um, a bunch of my friends were posting their kids back to school photos. And I was like, gosh, I was going to talk about that on the podcast today. Um, back to school vibes. So it's like, literally we're going back to school, but I think that's, you know, people always like to be like, oh, our society, everything about our society is just arbitrary. But I don't think that's true. I think the, you know, obviously we know that, um, the way traditional school kind of evolved to what it is, like if you send your kids to school, the school year having summers off evolved from kids needing to be home to help their families work the farm in the summer and they go back to school at harvest time because they're not as needed as much. Um, but then there are some folks that say that they have this idea that um, school evolved the way it did because of the industrial revolution and parents needed childcare and maybe there's some truth to that but the reason that school evolved to be the way it is is because it's after harvest time so you have this time to kind of get back to learning get back to um you know not summertime stuff so I think like there is some truth to some of the things in our society being arbitrary but it's also interesting to see how things in modern, I'm speaking from a modern Western, like I live in the United States, this is my frame of reference. Um, so if this doesn't apply to you, just disregard it. But I think that's one of the ways we can see why this back to school vibes came up around now. And I think that's why Virgo kind of evolved to have the archetype that it does also, I think. So I hope that all makes sense. I hope that all of those are good examples to kind of explain the, all this Virgo energy, because we do have several planets moving into Virgo this month. Um, and then, so another overall energy of the month is a tendency to take on too much responsibilities and forget about self. So that's another kind of side effect of Virgo sun and Mercury, especially being in Virgo, like being so responsible that you take on too much. Um, and then another quality overall energy of this month could be like overthinking and anxiety. So that, um, yeah, Mercury and Virgo and K2 and Swati are the reasons I'm saying that. Um, that, that could be an overall en energy, a, t a tendency to overthink, to think really fast, to get really like in your head. Um, and then also this potential to lose touch with the big picture. So, um, I think that because of Neptune retrograding into Aquarius. So Aquarius, um, has this like big picture energy and then Neptune will be retrograde there. So it could, you know, it could bring in a little bit more of a focus on the big picture, but Mercury and Virgo being so detail oriented could have this really tendency to make you get stuck in the weeds. And another reason I say that whole in the weeds thing, we have K2 entering Swati and Swati. So I'm going to do a whole episode about this, but just in a nutshell, really quickly, Swati, it's symbol. So each nakshatra has like a symbol and an archetype, just like I kind of just explained um, some Mercury archetypes and how Mercury represent, represents what it does. Every nakshatra also has an archetype, right? Um, or a symbol and, and all this stuff that goes into the energy, what that archetypal energy represents. And Swati is a single blade of grass or also a brand new plant, like a brand new baby plant, which no matter what kind of plant it is, is going to look like a blade of grass at first. Cause they're just like flipping around. They're not very strong. Sometimes you got to put like a little popsicle stick in there or something. So they, uh, 
can stand up or a toothpick or whatever, right? Um, Because they can't really stand up on their own very well. But it's also like brings this archetype of like um, flexibility and agility, right? Like you can just, you can just go wherever the wind blows you, but you're still rooted down, but not very strong, but right. So, um, but K2 moving there can bring sort of like a, uh, you can feel detached from that, perhaps, um, that feeling of flexibility. So just watch out for getting in the weeds this month. Um, so just quick recap of the overall energies of the month is back to school vibes, tendency to take on too much responsibility and forget about yourself, tendency to overthink and cause anxiety. So we have a lot of air element going on this month. It's Vata um, season creeping in. There's more air element creeping in. So I also want to mention, because we've all, we've had this kind of going on the whole time, Saturn retrograde can be pretty ungrounding because Saturn is also air element and uh, Vayu, you know, wind. So we have that going on. The values are picking up, right? Um, so, and then potential to lose touch with the big picture. So uh, it's a good month for, I'll just tell you the two things, uh, getting back to routines. And if I could put it in two words, it's a good month for grounding and grinding. So it's time to ground down because if we have all this air element, this potential to lose um, touch with the big picture, you know, so when you're grounded, you really have a good sense, a good internal sense of like what you're doing and why you do it. And it's, it's easy to stay focused and on track when you're grounded, but when you're ungrounded, you lose touch with the big picture. You're not grounded to like the big picture is what you ground to, right? But we have to bring it down to manifest anything, We have to think of the big picture, start with the end in mind, but bring it down into the nitty gritty details. Um, And that's what Mercury in Virgo and all this Virgo energy will be good for. So grounding and grinding. If you have a mantra for the month, it's ground and grind. So ground down, keep an eye on the big picture, don't lose focus, but also just grind it out. Sometimes you got to just put your nose to the grindstone and like do the shit. And that's, that's the overall energy of this month. And what's going to help is a routine because not only do we have Saturn retrograde, which can kind of uh, detach us from our routines uh, in general, or it can make us like rethink and want to restructure our routines. So, and like I said, also maybe reinforce routines that are working well um, related to, especially wherever Capricorn is in your chart. Um, And if you don't know where Capricorn is in your chart, I made an awesome resource so you can start to figure this stuff out. It's called the birth chart decoder. Um, If you go get your chart, yogiscopes.com slash chart, you'll see it there. There'll be a pop-up asking you if you want it. You can also scroll down to the bottom of the page. If you're like, get out of here, annoying pop-up and didn't even read it, you can scroll because I do that sometimes, not going to lie. You can scroll to the bottom of the page and you can get it emailed to you. Um, or you can go to yogiscopes.com slash decoder so you can start figuring out where is Virgo in your chart because whatever house that is um, is going to have a lot of energy to it. You know, a lot of that might be where you're kind of restructuring. Um, I actually already did a sign by sign for the membership, by the way, for where Leo and Virgo are because it felt important uh, like two weeks ago. So in the again, in the membership, if you join before I get the shit done to make there be tears, because not like crying tears, but like T-I-E-R-S, like levels, 
there's levels to this shit. There's getting ready to be. Um, so, so grounding and grinding this month. Um, I forget what tangent I was just on, but, um, oh, why, why getting back to routines? And then, um, so Saturn retrograde, Vata season. Um, so yeah, so what routines look to where Capricorn is and look to where Virgo are, are going to be some extra insight. Um, and then it's a bad month for making forward progress unless you've solidified the foundation. So there's always this, uh, idea that in Mercury retrograde, you shouldn't like sign contracts or, um, like start new endeavors, but you can put something out into the universe or sign a contract or do whatever if it's, if you've like really done your research and you know it's going to be fine. So the only reason you're not supposed to do that stuff is because it can give this fast moving quality, this tendency to want to rush into things and not think it all the way through, kind of like sending your email without the attachment. So if you just go over it a little extra, review things with an extra critical eye, you'll be fine. So if you make that solid foundation, you will be able to make great forward progress because, and honestly, so the, the visible progress might come after some of these retrogrades have ended. Um, and really that might be into the beginning of next year. But so this is another like overall theme we have. This is, this is going a little less astrology, a little more Ayurveda. Um, the year goes through this cycle of... In the spring, in kappa season, late winter, early spring, everything is springing forth. And then we have all this, like, unbridled growth, uh, perhaps. It could be bright. But, like, um, I don't know. I had a baby in March this year, so I was not weeding my garden at all. So there was some unbridled growth going on out there um, this year. And, like, whatever. It's fine. It'll be, you know. Um, but you can't maybe weed your garden literally or figuratively and so you have some growth but it's like more focused right so a little pruning happening but so that's that's spring and then we go through summer and it's like this wild vibrant like all the plants are blooming everything's happening right um and then we move towards the later part of the year when vada season and so we've been busy in pitta season everything's been hot we've been like very energetic the days are longer so we like do a lot more stuff and then that's not sustainable forever so in vada season when the autumn comes towards early winter we have to start things are changing we get a little ungrounded we have to start pairing back and that's just a natural cycle we go through according to ayurveda um not just every year but every day actually twice a day um and then it throughout life, like kappa season is, is for kids. Um, so I did a, I'll just link a whole playlist about Ayurvedic episodes I did over on my other podcast, the science of light. Um, so you can dive into that more if you want to learn about astrology, but just know that we're, we're creeping into the time of year where it's time to pare back. It's time to get grounded. Um, it's time to, yeah, just move towards the stillness of winter. And it's, it's only starting to creep in. So just notice that. Do with it what you will. So, um, And then it's also a bad month for being un- unrealistic or dreaming too big. because So we have a lot of stuff that I didn't actually mention on this so far because there are things that are kind of like going on longer, like Mars being in Taurus. 
Um, and then Jupiter is retrograding in Pisces right now, which are things I've covered on the podcast before. Um, but just know that those things going on, it can give this tendency to being unrealistic and dreaming too big. And then I think Neptune going retrograde in Aquarius can kind of just, um, accentuate that, that wanting to dream too big or be unrealistic. Um, and Venus and Leo can do the same thing too, like just wanting to be flashy and, uh, whatever. So just keep that in mind. Um, so just to recap real quick before I get into yoga practices and journal prompts, back to school vibes. Uh, don't take on too much responsibility and forget about yourself, please. Uh, watch out for overthinking and anxiety and the cure for overthinking and anxiety is going to be that grounding down, which I'm going to talk about how like yoga practices in just a moment that can help. Um, and then the potential to lose touch with the big picture. So it's a good month for getting back to routines, grounding and grinding. It's a bad month for making forward progress unless you've grounded down and solidified the foundation and really looked at the foundation of whatever you're trying to make progress on with a critical eye. Um, and it's also a bad month for being unrealistic with your expectations on yourself, especially. So what are the yoga practices? Grounding practices. Um, we will explore those at length in our moon day practices. If you want to join those every Monday for free. Um, and then on Wednesdays in the membership, it's 8 a.m. Eastern time. But if you can't make it live, I usually have the recording up within a couple hours or definitely by the next day. Um, so once a week, just, just a once a week practice. So if you can't make it live, it's not a huge commitment. Just once a week to do the practice to incorporate these energies into your life. So this whole notion of root to rise, especially when K2 moves into Swati, Swati, sorry, um, we will be exploring Padabanda as, as one major theme and exploring the connection of our feet and moving up the chain in a physical sense all month long. So I hope you join us and especially join us before I introduce tears, not crying sad tears, but T-I-E-R-S levels to the membership. So here's your journal prompts for the month. What is one thing that I want to make major progress on? So that's what I mean. Don't lose. So the idea of the month is don't lose focus on the big picture Start with the end in mind. You know, this might, the the one thing you want to make major progress on could be like something related to the big picture goals of your life, um, right? So maybe you just free think about that, free write. And then second question, how can I tune out the noise so that I can focus on this thing? And then number three, what are three action steps I can take or, and I encourage you to say or, one habit or routine I can establish this month to help me get there. So maybe the routine you establish is creating space to take those three action steps, but I wouldn't just try, like I said, try not to take on too much responsibility. Don't overwhelm yourself. That's why I say three action steps or one habit or routine. So maybe the habit or routine is that you carve out time, you know, three times a week or something to make time for those action steps that that's valid. But otherwise, so start with the end in mind, what's the bit one major thing. And like I said, one thing, right? <laughs> so one thing you want to make progress on, you might have this feeling that you want to make progress on a lot of things. And that's fine. But like I said, try not to 
overthink, try not to take on too much, try not to lose touch with the big picture. And then once you got that in mind, it's time to ground and it's time to grind. So tune out the noise that's going to help you with the grounding and then take those action steps or build that habit and go for it. Have a good month, y'all. Um, yeah. Let me know if you'd like a reading. You can book one on my website. It's always linked in the show notes to uh, dive more deeply into what this stuff might mean for you. And then also, if you made it this far and you enjoy this podcast, could you leave me a review? So Spotify offers a star rating. If you listen on Spotify, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can just do the star rating or you could write me a little love note or a sweet comment or something. Um, I would greatly appreciate it. It would really help me with the algorithm and all the robots and shit, you know, stuff. So welcome. Thanks for being here. I appreciate y'all. Have a wonderful September. Ground and grind, y'all.